0: Morning, church family. How's everybody's week been? At least it's been warmer. Amen. But as Keith said earlier, it is January. It's going to get cold again. It's probably even going to snow again. I want to speak again this morning about God's Word, it's precious. It's wonderful. It is the guide for our lives. I want to read first to you, just as a sort of an introduction, this is from Second 2 Thessalonians 2.13, and it's, it, this is Paul writing to the church, the church, big sea, the church body, the whole church. He says, but we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord. God loves his church. Because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. Isn't that wonderful? God loves us. He chose us. For salvation to save us, and for us to be sanctified. That we believe in the truth. I was watching television the other day, and a commercial came on. Surprise, right? I think there are more commercials than programs these days but a commercial came on for t-shirts and this guy and his wife were there and they were telling me how wonderful these t-shirts were and how important it was for you to buy one because it would give you confidence confidence because you buy and wear this t-shirt hmm then later on I There, another commercial came on. And this was a commercial about hair products that grow hair. Not that I would know anything about that. But it said when you buy this product and use this product and you grow that hair, you will be confident because you have hair. Okay? Said, well, then later on that evening, another commercial came on, and this was a commercial for a little blue pill or a little yellow pill. And again, they said, if you take this pill, it will give you confidence. Did you know you could buy confidence if you wear buy and wear a T-shirt or? you have hair, or you take little blue or yellow pills, you'll be confident. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't think I want to place my confidence in T-shirts, hair care products, or little pills. I have confidence in this right here. This is the foundation on which I will build my life because I know it will stand forever. But you also have to understand, and it talk, that verse says, Thessalonians sort of hints at this, so accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior is the first step. You do understand that, right? It's the most important step, but it's only the first step. Amen? There's a whole journey before you, or should be, after you take that first step. And it's the process of sanctification that is the rest of the journey on the path that God provides for us, and I'm confident that that path will lead me to the place I want to be. Amen? What is our goal in life? Our goal in life is not confidence in T-shirts and pills and hair care products. Our confidence is that God's word tells me that if I will get on his path provided by Christ and the salvation he gave to us on the cross and I follow that path, I will grow, I will mature and and one day I will step out of this world and I will step into the presence of God and he will welcome me into his kingdom into his presence and God tells us this precisely in 2 Timothy 3:16 and um, 17 let me read them for you all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. It says all Scripture. And Scripture means holy or sacred writings. In other words, the Bible. All Scripture, not part of it, Not some of it, all of it. So when you say you believe this is God's Word, you believe it's all God's Word. Amen? Not a little bit of it, not part of it, not some of it, all of it. If I don't believe any of it, if I don't believe some of it, I don't believe any of it. Amen? Amen? This is my confidence. This is what I build my life on. This is, gives me the directions to get where I want to go. And I'm confident of where it's leading me. So all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. The word inspiration there in the Greek is made up of two Greek words. Theos, which is a Greek word for God. And then neo, which is the Greek word to breathe. So what it's saying here is that all Scripture is God-breathed. It comes directly from Him. God-breathed. It is the breath of God, which is the same breath He breathed into man when He created man in His image. All Scripture is given God-breathed. It can be trusted. It comes directly from God. You can trust it. That's where you can put your confidence. And it is profitable. It is profitable. It's useful. It's helpful. It's to our advantage to read it, to understand it, and to apply it to our lives. It is profitable What's a, for doctrine. Doctrine just basically means teaching. Now, you can have all sorts of Doctrine out there. Sometimes they talk about Baptist doctrine or Methodist or Presbyterian. There's a communist doctrine. It's just whatever somebody teaches, right? Amen? But it is up to us to choose what we are listening to, and who we are listening to. Now, I know there's Baptist beliefs, there's Methodist, there's so on and so forth and whatever, but I'm going to tell you the truth. The only doctrine I believe in and the only doctrine I follow is God's. Amen? I remember, and I shouldn't say this, but I, I never listened to myself, but I was... A long time ago, I was doing a wedding uh, when I was up in Bland. And uh, just like the week before that, the Southern Baptist Conference, you know, had this, and they had this big controversy over uh, wives being obedient to their husbands, thing. you know. And, you know, and they were writing, you know, this is what we believe. And I told them in, in part of the wedding, I said, I believe something, not because the Baptists tell me to believe it, or the Methodists, or the Presbyterians, or whatever. I believe what's in God's Word. Amen? If God says it, I believe it. That's where I build my life. That's, that's it. Denominations are not part of God's plan. All denominations tells us is that the people of God are not unified in Christ. Amen? So he says, all Scripture is given by inspiration to God and is profitable for doctrine, for teaching, for reproof. The doctrine... Is what reveals the path of God. The reproof is about, it, it, reproof is certain persuasion. It is persuading us or showing us that this is the right path to take, getting on the right path. God says His scripture, His word, this Bible, is the teachings of God that if read, will reveal to us the path of God, the truth of God, and it will persuade us to get on that path. Let me read 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 11 through 15. It says, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, we understand Jesus is the Word. So when we talk about the Word being true and we talk about our confidence in the Word, we're talking about believing that Jesus Christ is the true Son of God who came in the flesh and died for our sins. Amen? If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Now I'm not talking about salvation here. The confidence that you have in God's Word that will reveal the path, that will get you on the path, will be evident by how you live your life. God's church, God's people, those who have their confidence in Jesus Christ and what he did for them on the cross and who are being sanctified through God's Holy Spirit, the th- way they live their lives will reveal the path that they are on, the foundation that they are, are building their lives on. Oops, turn back. It says, If anyone's work bi- built on endurance, he will receive war. If anyone's work is burned, he suffers loss. Now I just want, I'm not talking about salvation or losing salvation. But when I stand before God and all the things I did in this life that I thought would be pleasing to God, that I thought would be pleasing to God, amen? We're going to stand there with all the things we've done in our lives. And all the all the things that are pleasing to God, that truly served Him and were used by Him, us being His instruments, doing His will, we'll offer them all back to God. Amen? But all the things we did that we thought would please God, but Really, in reality, was only serving himself. You know what I mean. We're trying to make ourselves look good before God. All the things that had no real value will be burned. Now, when I stand before God, I, I I I want my life to have meant something to Him. That I served Him to the best of my abilities. As bad as that is, if you know what I mean. But he would find valuable. I don't want to. I want to offer all that back to him, and I don't want to be standing there with a handful of ashes. And all the things I thought that were valuable to him meant nothing because they weren't based on his word. So it says, all scripture, inspiration of God, profitable doctrine for reproof and for correction. Correction is, is keeping us on the path, it keeps us, it places us in a correct moral posture. It, it it sets us right again, because sometimes we all wander. Sometimes we all get off the path. But God's Word, if we stay in and we read it, and we apply it to our life, it will keep us on the path. Even when we wander, it will, it will reveal to us, well, this isn't the right path. I can tell it's not the right path. And, and I need to get back on the right path. and for instruction in righteousness. Let me read to you Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. If I was going to say I had a life verse, this would be it. Paul writes, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Jesus doesn't want us to die for Him. He wants us to live for Him. A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Now, that's a mouthful. Because what can't come before God? Sin. So if I go before God and and I'm not washed clean by the blood of Christ, if He doesn't fill me, fill my heart, my mind, my soul with Himself, God will look at me and see only me. And, And that's not what He's looking for. That's not what He's going to accept. He will accept those who look like Jesus acceptable, holy, acceptable God. And this is the catch somebody a lot of people don't like, which is your reasonable service. He said, what? Reasonable? You want me to be like Jesus? That's reasonable? Yes. That's salvation. And do not be conformed to this world. We sort of had that discussion in Sunday school class, haven't we? If people come through that door into this church, if they don't see that the people in this church, and the church is not the building again, it's the people, if they don't see the people in this church are different, their lives are different from the lives they have, they have a joy, they have a hope, they have a peace that they are searching for. If they don't see it here, if, all, if they come in this church and if all they see is people who look just like the people of the world out there, why should they come here? Yeah, you t- maybe you took that first step. You accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. But are you walking the path? Are you growing? Are you maturing? Are you being transformed into the image of Christ? Is all that reflected in the life you live? Not in the church. Many people I've met see their Christianity, and I told Sonny to this class this morning, See their Christianity as a coat that they put on to come to church. Amen? But when they walk out those doors, they take off that coat. And they look just like the world. If your Christianity is something that you put on and take off, then you don't have it. Having Christ in your life means that he is part of who you are, the best part of who you are. And that can't be separated. Now, I get in the way all the time, so do you. I trip, I fall, I mess up. But Jesus is there with me, picking me up, brushing me off, getting me back on the path. You are not conformed to the world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove, prove to who? God doesn't need proof. God knows exactly who you are, amen? That you may prove, that means you're an example out there to the people in the world. They're all searching for something, amen? That's why there are cults and gangs and all these sort of stuff. People are looking for something to be part of that's bigger than themselves. And they'll follow a lot of different doctrines. That is not the right doctrine, not the right path, and it's not going to lead them to where they think they're being led to. That you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Are you being transformed? Are you being sanctified? Are you growing and maturing? If you had a child that never grew, never matured, never changed from the time it was born, what would you think? There's something wrong. Well, what about Christians? Are you growing maturing? I know. One last verse I want to read to you, and then I'm going to give you an example. 2 Peter one twenty-one. For prophecy, which is part of God's Word, never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. As they were moved. Think of a ship, a sailing ship being moved by the wind. But that's supposed to be us, too. We are to serve as we are moved by God. And here's... I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. I like to draw pictures. Now, I... Got a lot of different stuff I use to draw. First of all, I got a pad of paper here. It's heavy duty paper, and you know, this is for drawing with pencils, graphite type pencils. Sometimes, if I'm drawing with colored pencils, I use black paper. But most of the time, I just like regular drawing. But there are all sorts of pencils out there, you know? Did you know that? See, this is a fine. It's hard, fine point. Um, you've got a, a 6B. That's the softest lead. It, it's dark, and it's very soft. So you can't draw a lot of fine lines with it. And then you've got a lot of hard leads. And then you might use a pencil sharpener. And then there are erasers that you would use. They have a couple different kinds. This is a kneaded eraser. It's like bread, you knead it, and... You know, all the graphite that's in it goes away. And then you have what's called a a white eraser, which is is a hard eraser, which, when you use it to erase, you can erase real fine lines. And then you've got things called shaders. That's for blending and, you know, texture and stuff. And all these instruments. I've got all these things, but you know, I can open up this pad, and I can throw those pencils and erasers and stuff on them, and they just won't draw a picture. Amen? They won't. It's not until the hand of the artist picks them up and moves them over the paper that they start to draw, amen? Amen. Now, just like the people God uses for his scripture, each of these pencils has a different characteristic. And that characteristic will show up on the paper. Now, we're all different. We all are different types of people. We've all been gifted in a different way. But God wants us to be his tool, his Instrument to do his will to serve him in this world as his church, amen. And in the first, now these pencils were most Christians in the pews. God says, I want to use you. Most of them, they will say, Well, God, you know, I don't feel very sharp today. I'm just not, you know, maybe tomorrow, maybe next week, I'll get myself together and, and I'm going to serve you. I'm going to be used by you. Sort of like when Gabriel's supposed to blow that horn, you know. To call us out. Can you imagine? God says, "Go, go, toot your horn." He says, "You know, I'm really not feeling it today. I really just don't have my muse today. You know, maybe next week, maybe next month. You can depend on me." No, if we're the instruments of God, if we serve God, if we're His church. We will be used by God as His instruments. Now, our responsibility is to make sure we're ready to be used. Amen? I was at Bill's house the other day. He took me in his office there. And he had all these wood planes. I don't think I've ever seen anybody have wood planes as decorations, they were marvelous. I love woodworking. And I guarantee you, each one of those wood planes was clean and sharp and true. They were all ready to be used. Amen. They were just waiting on the master carpenter to pick them up and use them to complete his will, whatever that may be. Amen. So if we want to be the church that God wants us to be, if we want this church to serve God in this place, the first thing we have to do is surrender our will to His will. Amen? And then we have to make sure we are ready, able, and willing to do whatever He Wants us to do. If he calls you to do I mean, I, when I was pastoring, people would come to me and say, you know, God spoke to me that, that he wants you to do this. And I looked at them and say, what do you mean? God has my phone number. If he wants me to do something, he calls me to do it. If he's revealing something to you that needs to be done, he's telling you to do it. Now, I'll support you and I'll, I'll help any way I can. But he wants to use you to do this. It's not the pastor's job to do everything, all the ministries in the church. Actually, if you read Ephesians, it says, the pastor is to train you to do the ministry. Amen? Surrender your will to God. And lastly, I'm going to say this. If everybody is not doing their part, if we're not serving God as one, this church will never live up to the potential that God wants it to have. Because if all the parts aren't working... I mean, if a person has a car, if you got a part in there that's not working right, the whole car suffers from it, right? If we have a church that somebody's not doing their part, that the God's calling them to do in this church, this church is going to suffer. It may not stop it, but it's not going to be as effective as it could be if everybody's pulling together. Now, God knows what you're good at. God knows your character. God knows what gifts you have. But just be obedient to Him. If you could do it all by yourself, you wouldn't need God. But we can't. We need God. But He wants us to be His instruments, His tools. And so we need to prepare ourselves. We need to sharpen the blades and true the levels and all that sort of stuff, and get cleaned up. That this church can be everything that God wants it to be. Let me ask y'all a question. I'm rambling now, so you're really in for. Get your seatbelts on. Um, how many prayed this morning? That they would come to church and see a mighty working of God this morning. How many of you prayed for the speaker this morning? That God would use him in a special way. Are you on the path? Are you following? Are you growing, maturing? being sanctified? Are you allowing God to move you? Let us pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, that's your word. Father, I I truly believe that a lot of people don't read your word because they don't want to face What it's telling them that they need to be and what they need to do. But all scripture is God breathed and He's given it to us, it is His teaching. That will get us on the path. Let us see the path. Get us on there. Keep us on there. And ultimately, as we grow and mature, we'll one day get to the place we want to be. And that's in God's presence. And we'll be acceptable to him. Not perfect but acceptable because we tried. We worked at it every day. If you're here today and you're not even on the path, you need to come and get on that path. You will find joy and peace and rest there. If you're on the path but you don't feel like you're getting very far, Come. We'll show you how to get on the path and we'll show you how to continue the walk on the path. Whatever you need, your church family is here for you. We're not here to judge. We're not here to criticize. We're here to help. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word, for you are the word. Thank you for all it does for us. And it is in Jesus' name I do pray. Amen.